Okay, welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. As you can see, I'm not editing these, but uh, I meant to say the word podcast, and then the word just suddenly left my brain since I've been trying to focus on the RPG a day 2019 graphic. And I'm a little bit behind because it's the sixth as I'm recording this, but. Uh, with the help of my lovely wife Hannah, I'm going to try and sort of blast through a few of these and do a few at a time, just short sort of quick episodes on the podcast. So the first uh, word that's supposed to be a jumping off point is ironically enough, first. Now, when we're talking about that, I think of like, you know, describing what your sort of like your first experiences with RPGs. I don't know about yours, love, but mine were. My first experiences are probably like the old um, fighting fantasy books and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think I came across a couple of them when I was like 10 or 11. Um, I did a D&D game with some friends from school. Um, but even before that, things like Nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember like, like I say so sort of, I remember, obviously, like back in the day when I was doing like my homework at school, it was like sort of pre the wide dispersal of the internet and stuff like that. So the only place I could like find out about a lot of stuff, like my parents didn't know about it, was to go down the local library. And because I, because I like lived a, a bit of a distance away, my, my parents would sort of drop me off in there. They'd go and do like a bit of shopping or whatever, and then they'd come back and. If on on a few occasions where I used to like finish my homework or whatever I was doing, and I was like oh, I've still got like fifteen minutes left, I'd like wander around like the fiction books and sort of have a look at what was there and like grab something and read it for a bit and then probably put it back. Now I never used to take many books home because I was always worried like oh you know I'm going to forget them and I'm going to get like a fine or whatever. So I always used to try and pick up like short ones and read them while I was in there. And I remember one time I was looking for it and I can't remember the full title book but it was something to do with like the curse the riddling reaver or something like that and it was one of these fighting fantasy books but it was the first one where it sort of it made like half a step towards being like a role-playing game rather where it gave you some options where you could like run it with a dungeon master and stuff like that and obviously i didn't do that i just sort of but because it was in sort of fairly short sections like a choose your own adventure i could read it through quickly have a go at it put it back on the shelf happy days and then later on, when that had finished, I sort of that led me on to like the advanced fighting fantasy books, which, as you know, I've still got copies of, and they've sort of been re-released uh, by Arian Press, I think it is, and um, that sort of led me into like my first real role-playing game and getting involved in other RPGs. Yeah, I suppose the first like actual role-playing game that I played in any like sort of great detail would have been. The original Lands of Law, the Throne of Chaos, with Patrick Stewart doing the voices. That was a PC game in like '96, somewhere it. around there. Um, you have, because I've pulled it oh, up wow. on Flash Games since and oh, shown it to you. Oh, I was that the one with the dungeon where it like moves. Yeah, yeah where the dungeon like looks 3D. like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I played that for ages, but it's a bit of a dodgy game, and if you don't find all the right keys in the right order, you can't finish it, and I don't think I ever have. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, sp- I suppose it's interesting when you talk about like a computer game sort of leaning into tabletops. I remember I mean, sitting down and working out how you could make that sort of a game into a board game. Yeah. Without ever having like heard of Dungeons and Dragons and telling one of my friends about it at school and them going, you know, this is like a real thing. There's a shop for it and everything. And then next time we met up in town going to Spirit Games and being like, Magic the Gathering cards, miniatures, roleplay books. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned a computer game leading you into tabletops. Nowadays we think about sort of like, I, I know there's a lot of stuff about people saying like, oh, people don't go for tabletop mm. as much because there's more computer games and it's more high tech and stuff like that. So it's... And I know obviously the computer games like we played when we were younger were like far less high tech <laughs> than they are now. I mean, I was big into like the, the text adventure games, as you know, and they're, and they're just walls of text where you have to imagine everything and just like spend hours wrestling with like what word combination you have to type into yeah. this stuff. But um, yeah, I do think a lot of those early computer games, probably because you had to imagine it a bit more, it wasn't all sort of there for you in like glorious, like technicolor and whatever. They probably did make you more well disposed towards getting into like RPGs and well, stuff. Well, yeah, it was that whole sword and sorcery theme and having your own character that could affect the story in some way. Not that you actually could in that particular game. It, it's like a ridiculously railroaded plot. It's really silly. But I really liked the idea of being a character in the story. And of course, that's what you do in D and whatever but you don't have one computer that's been pre-programmed by somebody who's had to come up with as many scenarios as they could pay for yeah you've got a human being there doing that stuff as and when it happens working specifically for you as a player to make sure you have a good game that's true i mean i suppose as well like like a lot of young people sort of like over the sort of teenage years, I, I sort of dabbled in like Warhammer and stuff like that, and played them for a long time. And um, I had a couple of friends who were like really into it, and we did a few of like the sort of tournament games. And um, I don't know how it is now because I've been at, I've not been involved with that for years. But out of at that time when you used to like enter like your army, obviously you got marked and you're painting and how many games you won. But you also got like a sort of pittance, like a few extra marks if you sort of came up with an interesting army and the sort of like the story behind it and after sort of like a few of these tournaments i realized i was enjoying putting together the story of the army far more than i was in playing the game you know like naming the characters and sort of like coming mm. up with a bit of backstory for them and obviously in like a role play game if you if you're a player you obviously you detail out your own character and you expand on them whereas if you're a gm you've potentially got limitless npcs that you get to play and you get to sort of mess around with the background of Mm. Right, well, I think that pretty much covers the first topic of the first. Have you got anything else you want to say, love, before we go on? No, I'm good. Okay, so that's uh, just a short episode covering the first day of RPG a day 2019. And I'll put the graphic as like the header graphic of this this particular episode rather than the normal sort of one so you can see that and i'll put links to it and yada 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 okay so we're going to crack on with the next one we'll catch you soon take care